0: from the sewer and into your nintendo entertainment system comes ultra's version of teenage mutant ninja turtles now you can
1: take control of these heroes in a half shell as they nunchuck swim and bazooka blast their way through sewers and streets ridding the world of rival robots
0: wretched ruffians and the evil foot clan forever teenage mutant ninja turtles they're out of the sewers and available where ultra games are sold Welcome to the first annual international cake fight, where no matter how you slice it, it's a piece of cake. And here we go.
2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen.
3: We are tonight's entertainment...
4: I'm going to kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This (laughs) does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy.
3: You
5: the Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 134 of the Sith list. I'm your host, Raj Dolachai, and my co-pilots on this week's adventure into podcasting: the young, the restless, the tilted kilt wearing shirt, bearded one, Mr. <laughs> Carlos Buorgoyo. The man who is here on time for two straight weeks. The man we call Crunch Crunch. Mr. Less's... Dead silence. Jesus Christ. You're going to start the show with this? C- Dead
2: silence. <laughs>
5: the man I call El Hombre. The man that missed last week, but he was actually there in spirit because we made fun of him the entire time. Mr. Eric. Apparently needs to go back and listen to last week's episode. What I tell oh. you guys. I said we can make fun of him because he doesn't listen to the podcast. What anyways. the... <laughs> this week... <laughs> Our guest host, you might have heard him here on TSL about seven months ago. You might have seen him on YouTube on the Cake House channel with its segments sculpting with Ralph, sculpting things like Oxpeckers on Rhinos. I did say Oxpeckers or his badass R-Wing fighter in tribute to Star Wars and solo film. But you probably know him as Ralphie Boy, the head sculptor at Carlos Bakery on the very popular TV show Cake Boss. Please welcome back to the Sith Mr. Ralph, Atanasia, how you doing, Ralph? Oh,
6: don't call it a comeback.
5: <laughs> He's been here for seven months. Well, he hasn't he has been here. Been
6: sitting quietly in the background of every episode.
5: Yes, you have been. You have been.
6: If you guy. go back and listen to old podcasts between my first appearance and now, you can hear me quietly giggling behind everybody.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I've actually edited some of his comments out, just so yeah. you guys wouldn't know. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, first question I have for you, Ralph. I'm going to start off right off the bat. Are we allowed to call you Ralphie now since you've been on twice?
6: I'd rather you didn't.
5: Okay, then uh, we won't. There it is. <laughs> and that's why I didn't do it in the first time. There less. we go. There we go. Yay. I don't know
6: why it is, but like all older Italian guys cannot resist the urge to call me Ralphie boy. Oh, They're the that's... only people in the world that do it.
5: I don't want to be that older Italian guy. I do have some Italian in me, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I it. It's about right. <laughs> yeah. How, how's, uh, how's everybody else doing? Everybody else. You guys good, boo? Yeah, no, I'm good. Everybody less. I'm you, good. I'm right? on time. Your teeth yeah. don't hurt. Everything's fine. I'm, a,
7: I'm doing <laughs> great hurt. for now. Yeah. Mr.
5: Struthers, you're okay. Everything good. We didn't talk to you last week. Everything okay with you.
2: Why do you care, man? All you're going to do is make fun of me. So it really doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I, I won't make fun of you while you're on the podcast.
5: I only do it if you don't
2: that's show like up. We, <laughs> both exactly. we both know that's a lie. Exactly. We know that's a lie. That
5: is true. Now, see,
2: no, is, man. This I'm...
6: is what's messed up. Is that, you, know, you guys, are, you're, 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 you got Eric over here, and you didn't ask him if you could call him Ralphie. <laughs> <laughs>
5: that's true. All right, let's get to this, guys. Let's give you out the shenanigans real quick, and then we'll dive into what's up with Ralph and what he's been up to since the last seven months, other than being on our podcast, hiding yes. in the lurking in the background. We,
6: up like. Obviously, obviously,
5: we are proud members of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Tune into podcasts like Now This Podcasting, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rogue One, Podcast 2187, First Order Transmissions, The Cargo Hold, Figure with Randy and Jason. Check those podcasts out, especially if you're into spoilers of Episode 9. Now This Podcasting, Jason Ward has dropped some crazy spoilers. So if you're into that stuff, definitely check out their last episode. You'll enjoy it very much. Check us out on the thesithlist.net. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We'll get out to all that later on. Email us thesithlist at gmail.com and go to TeePublic and buy one of our new like five or six shirts. Yeah, um, Raj
7: put some good work yeah, on.
5: Yeah, man, they're some selling pretty well. Out. I'm pretty dope. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Well, maybe at Celebration, we'll see people wearing our shirts other yeah,
7: than us. I'm going to be thugged out um, in my hoodie. Yeah, right on. Shit. Get this ready. This is a really yeah.
6: good call to action, you guys.
7: Yes, <laughs> we need to
5: sell some shirts. There is your shenanigans. Ralph, what have you been up to the last seven months? Oh, has it really only been seven months? The last time we talked on Skype was seven months ago.
6: So then I had already, I'm trying to remember if I had been to, did I tell you guys about going to California?
5: Yes, I think, did you meet Steele when you went down yeah, there? Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, that's right. I yes, yes, yes. absolutely yes. hammered and I made an ass of myself. Yeah, Steele <laughs> said he talked to you, you're a very lovely person is what he said. Well, he lied. Yeah, he does
6: that. He does that a
5: lot. He does it but all.
6: I can finally tell you why I was out there now. Okay. Uh, I was shooting a TV show. Oh my great. gosh! Yeah, this is a brand new show that's going to air March 10th on Food Network internationally. By the way, so everywhere in the world, starting March 10th, you can watch it on Food Network or the Food Network app. It's called Buddy vs. Duff. That's right. This is yeah. Me and my boss, the Cake Boss, Duff from Ace of Cakes, and his mm. guy Jeff who is an absolute sweetheart a series of challenges to see who is the most best at doing cakes.
5: Wow, actually that sounds pretty fucking great. That's yeah, fantastic. We are
6: really excited about it.
5: Yeah, so it comes out you said in March is, is a specific date you said again? Yeah March 10th. March 10th very Food cool. Network. Food Network check that out. that's going to be amazing. you obviously it has seven months ago, but was uh, solo was already out, correct?
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I when I was in California, trying to think. I mean, I think the big one, like as far as nerd stuff goes, was into the Spider Verse. Can we talk about like how, like, we don't have to dwell on this, but like into the Spider Verse?
5: Oh, fantastic, right, van- fantastic, definitely. And we're going to talk about some of the Oscar winners later. But congratulations to uh, Lord and Miller, by the way.
6: Seriously, well yeah. Especially getting like when I tell you the I stopped taking the Oscars seriously in 2014 when Big Hero 6 beat the Lego movie for Best Animated Feature. Right. Big Hero 6, as charming as it was, is kind of fluff.
5: Oh, big time fluff.
6: Just creatively, visually, in terms of storytelling and humor, message, the Lego movie is really special.
5: It is. And have you seen the second one yet or no?
6: Yeah, the second one is fine.
5: (laughs) Eric actually left his house and watched the movie, and he watched this movie. So <laughs> I'm very excited to hear Eric's <laughs> review of, of uh, Lego 2. What was your reaction here?
2: I really dug it. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did because I'd heard a couple people yeah, you know, say it wasn't as good as the first one and just a couple of other things, but I really tried to win without having that expectation on it. But my wife and I really dug it. And surprisingly enough, I have two little kids. They're almost seven and almost five. And they were amazingly behaved during the film. And they were into it so much, like watching it through their eyes, especially my little boy, was really something. And some of the the, the jokes that were geared more towards adults that would, would get it, it was well done. It's darker than the first one. It's oh, sh- dark and gritty. Yeah, actually some of it, some of it is, I don't know. It's just, it's a good film. It's funny. It's fun. It's not something that I would see myself watching, you know, 15 times if the kids have it on again, where I'll be like, oh, I'll just stop working and check this out. But it is good. I definitely would recommend seeing it.
6: I think I feel the same way. It's it's a very good kids movie. I think it lacks the universal appeal that the first one had.
2: Yeah, that's a
5: good way of putting it. Yeah.
6: I loved all of the Raptors jokes.
5: There was a ton there's of them, a, huh?
6: Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a character in the movie, if anyone hasn't seen it, who is uh, like a really cool space guy who was also played by Chris Pratt, and his spaceship <laughs> is completely crewed by Lego Velociraptors, who <laughs> all speak in, you know, like Velociraptor noises, but they're subtitled, Man. and oh, every serious. one of their jokes is like an 8 out of 10 or better.
5: Do they talk shit on Chris Pratt at all, being in that movie?
6: They are. They are just. They are the assing about everything. Like a <laughs> bunch of really enthusiastic Stadler and Waldorf.
2: Oh shit! That's great. That's very yeah. Cool. They're lovely. Yeah, that is gold, man. <laughs> there's a line in there though that I I'm not a guy who typically laughs like literally out loud at a movie theater, <laughs> right? but at the, there's this part where things just aren't going the way they hope. And the Lego characters are are starting to understand what sadness is all about. And they're singing a song, and I'm not going to give it away for people who want to see it, but one of them says, I finally understand Radiohead. Oh, yeah, that's
4: so good. <laughs> oh my god. That's
2: amazing. It just escaped me, man. Oh. Was- <laughs> yeah,
5: that's really cool. Stuff. Well, you know what? I'm pretty excited to see that now. And and this is a good segue to the box office because. How to Train Your Dragon, who people have been, it's been crazy. Like, Ralph, there's this whole movement of how this trilogy has become one of the best trilogies of all time, not just in animated films, but just of all time, How to Train Your Dragon. And there's like this crazy movement of, of fans, and it's it's huge. And we got, we told everybody that we didn't get it because we haven't seen it. And I have never gotten so many DMs and messages from people backing this thing up. Which is great, I guess. Well, I,
7: and I understand. I've seen both the the first two. Okay. And it's pretty cool. I just haven't been able to go see this third one yet. So I saw the,
6: I saw the first two. I really like the first one. The second one I thought was okay. And I, I haven't been moved to see the third one. But I keep hearing how good it is. And like, you know what? We might have to go see it and then come and check back in. Like, we'll have a follow-up.
5: There you go. This, we got to do this. And I got to so watch the, the first plan. two as well. That sounds like yeah. a plan.
6: I felt that way about the Kung Fu Panda movies, honestly. Like, when I saw the third one, the third one's not as good as the first two, but it's a really good ending to that trilogy, and it makes a lot of things that seemed inconsequential feel intentional.
5: The first one was great. Well, this one's fantastic. This, this thing, How to Train Your Dad, number three, took $55 million for its first weekend, which is a lot of okay. money. Damn. That's a lot of money. Alita, which we saw, Mm -hmm. Boo and I, uh, made $12 million. And Lego Movie 2, $10 million. By the way, Alita, uh, we didn't talk about it, did we? Yet? No, we didn't. No, we haven't. No. No, we did Well, real quick, Les, you were spot on. The action sequences were amazing. Yeah. The CGI is unbelievable. Love Story needs to go. I let it um, wow. at least 50% of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was very, very cool. I was very impressed.
6: The 50% just be one of the two people involved. Could it just be like one person feeling really intense love, but there's no one to share it with.
7: Yeah. yeah. The moment she met him, she was like, I'll give my life for you. Exactly, oh, literally pulls old. her heart out for him. Yeah, like yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. So it's like you didn't really have to make it that intense. I
5: it, will it, say, Les and Boo, I will definitely recommend this film. I was not expecting to see what I saw. Oh yeah,
7: this makes up for the the flop that was Ghost in the Shell. That's <laughs> what I would say. It should be making more money, but Ghost in the Shell, I still thought was good, even though. People are going to bring up, you know, using Scarlett Johansson. Ghost yeah. in the Shell should have been better, though. It should have been. It was. It was.
0: It's. It's not a bad movie, but right. for what the source material and how yes. much of a cult classic it is,
7: it should have been better. Even though it pretty much went with them. Oh, it did. It did. Elita but but is- by far. Oh, man. Followed every motion mm-hmm. from the manga to the OVA to the big screen. Yeah, this is. I would recommend it for sure. Unless you were right. It has nothing to
5: do with Tribe Called Quest's ben- Bonita. 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 Yeah. Applebaum. Unfortunately, yeah. it had nothing yeah. to do with that. Oh, yeah. And that's the only reason I went and watched it. <laughs> you were severely disappointed. I was disappointed. Yeah, I was yeah, severely there's disappointed. There's no big booties in this movie. No, well, uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I guess not. But definitely recommend it. It was great. Yes. Vigils were amazing. Uh, Robert Rodriguez, well done. Mm-hmm. We, we agree with Less's uh, Seth We Unbelievably, we agree with Les. Yes. That's right. hmm <laughs> So there's your box office totals. We got a little quick review of a Lego Two Movie from both Ralph and also Mr. Struthers. You guys ready to weigh in on a little Star Wars? Absolutely.
0: What is that?
8: Sure,
2: man. <laughs> sure. It's, a, it's an independent so, franchise. Yeah. So hey, real quick, little side note here. I I'm pretty sure we've mentioned this, but uh, on How to Train Your Dragon Three, John Powell he was a composer of that okay and he he was the composer for solo mm-hmm. and man it's like just the stuff i've seen the clips of him like prepping for it it's really cool and i hear that the like the entire suite that you hear during the ending credits is just like knocks one out of the park wow so, there wow. you go man great it's the star all, wars tie-in it all you it all comes feet. full circle it does Okay, so this is what wasn't what we were planning on leading off with, but man, we we have to talk about it. So, it most of you probably like at least caught wind of it by now, but uh, Topher Grace, he's a big Star Wars fan, you know, he had done the thing where he edited the prequel trilogy down to one movie, right? The Phantom Edit. It- no, he didn't do the Phantom Edit. Actually, that was a a different thing. They he edited. You couldn't, the, you couldn't have just blindly. Agreed. Yes, Ralph, <laughs> he's it. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Thank you. It. So uh, uh, I was about to go. Oh shit, Topher Grace did the <laughs> Phantom Edit. <laughs> he's
0: our guest. He's right,
5: even if he's yeah. wrong. Customer's no. always right. Guest yeah. is always right. <laughs> yes. But, yes. Okay. On. Go ahead.
2: But uh, um, he and another guy, they whose name doesn't matter, because we're talking about Topher Grace, the king of the world. He <laughs> put out this saying, It's called Star Wars, always.
6: For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the old Republic. Before the dark times. Before the Empire.
8: The first galactic empire!
3: We cannot let a thousand years of democracy disappear without a fight. This part's over.
0: I'm not going to wait around for the Empire to draft me into service. The rebellion is spreading. The
6: time to fight is now.
0: And I want to be on the side I believe in. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm stuck here. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. He has too much of
6: his father in him.
2: And it is a five minute trailer of all the movies that are out. And holy crap, it's good. It's super well done. It's the way the footage and the music and the dialogue from all of the movies are woven together. And like even trailer music. So it's got the, that like guitar driven dun dun thing from Solo.
3: On Solo. I'm Captain of the Millennium Falcon. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? It's a ship that made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. You don't believe in the Force, do you? Kid, I've flown from one side of this galaxy to the other. I've seen a lot of strange stuff, but I've never seen anything to make me believe there's one all-powerful Force controlling everything. I like this kid.
0: And what's your name, anyway?
3: Uh, you're going
2: to need a nickname because I ain't saying that every time. And it, dudes, you have to see it. Just look for Star Wars
5: always. That's the first thing I'm going to do. Yeah, first thing I'm going to do after this is watch that. I'm surprised I didn't know about this shit.
2: So some of the things that we talked about, uh J.J. Abrams, a- a- Ash Crossan got to interview him. And he was talking about the the end of episode nine. And he says, and I'll just read you the quote here so I don't dirty it up with my strother it was actually a pretty emotional thing, but the cast and crew just did an unbelievable job. And I just cannot wait for you to see what we got going for you. And, of course, in all these, I just want to point out that there, there's no news at all as far right. as like what we're going to see. But uh, he he talked about uh, working with Billy D. Williams, and he said, I met him once before, and he was such a sweet guy, but I got to tell you, I have such unbelievable respect for him. We had a great time and he was wonderful. He just had this aura about him. He's really an incredible man and in, an incredible actor. So basically everything he says is right along these same lines of everything's great and everything's great, but and it it is fucking great. The one piece of this that really actually matters to me is that Ash asked him if episode nine was affected at all by the backlash to the last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And he said, no. I think that every movie is its own movie and obviously this is a trilogy. We brought to that movie all the passion and hard work that we would have no matter what. So I think the story speaks for itself.
6: I, I want to say one thing about like that movie going into this one. Yeah. One of the things I really liked in the last Jedi was that like <laughs> Kylo Ren's whole thing was like telling everybody to let the past die and all of that, you know, like Which felt so false coming from him, too. Like, there's a lot that's really good about that, because he's still holding on to it, even as he's fighting against it. Mm -hmm. But I like that, like, you you visualize that, but, like, he takes his, like, his fake Darth Vader helmet and, like, destroys it, you know? (laughs) Right. Uh, There was, I saw, I can't remember if it was in a podcast or webcomic or something, but there was, you know, it was, like, after J.J. was announced to direct episode 9, and it had near, like, Him destroying the helmet in The Last Jedi. And then episode nine, and he's standing there in the helmet again. And he turns to the person next to him and he goes, it's okay. I like it again now. (laughs) (laughs) Because, (laughs) you know, like he JJ likes to, he's very, he wants him in that helmet, you know? Like, I thought that was funny when I saw it. And I've been staying away from any spoiler stuff for this new movie. There also doesn't seem to have been much of it circulating.
5: There hasn't. They've kept it under wraps. And I know yeah. our, our boy Jason Ward has held some stuff and he's slowly releasing it. So,
6: well, I, I made the mistake of like one. I was like, oh, some concept art. Sure. I'll look at some pictures of aliens or whatever. And I clicked on it. And one of the things I tapped on, ooh, put a little, uh, here's your chance to, to go away from this for a second. If you don't want to know what I saw. And scroll, scrub ahead like a minute, and then come back. Are they gone? All right. Yeah, they're gone. So, <laughs> what I saw was Kylo Ren's reconstructed helmet, and mm-hmm. I just immediately thought of that webcomic again. And I was like, oh, of
5: course. Yep, yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and 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 in some aspects, they're polar opposites. Ryan Johnson really loves taking this storyline to places that it's never gone before. And J.J. Abrams likes to kind of like respect and follow the the tropes of the traditional Star Wars. And I have no problems with both of them, to tell you the truth. As long as the movie's great, I have no problems with it.
6: I I would say that both of those uh, have been strengths and weaknesses of each director.
5: Exactly. I think both of them take their aspects a little bit too far on each end. You know what I mean? Uh, I would agree. Yeah. How do you feel about the state of Star Wars right now, As, as I ask all of our guests in 2019 is going to be a huge year for star Wars. We have the Mandalorian. We have episode nine. We have the clone wars coming back. We have a, hopefully in production, we're going to have a Cassian live action show. Um, I don't know if it's going to come out in 2019, but it's going to be under production in 2019. How excited are you for all these things? And what are you most excited about?
6: I wish that they hadn't made solo. Not because solo is bad. Solo isn't bad. Solo is a movie. But they're, both of the movies that they made in like the, uh, you know, the, the anthology films, whatever, mm-hmm. have both been prequels. And it seems so wrongheaded to me still that that was the best this entire, you know, filmmaking machine could come up with was to just dip back directly into the well. Like they could have I like Rogue One a little bit more than Solo looking back on it, mm-hmm. just because it's at least a story about mostly new characters like, they were talking about making an Obi-Wan movie, or, or, or doing something with, like, the Bounty Hunters, and, like, I don't think anybody really wanted a Han Solo origin story. It's like a Joker origin
5: story, you know?
6: Like,
5: <laughs> so you're not too excited about the Joker origin story, huh? No,
6: I'm nah, not, man. Uh, like, <laughs> the, okay. the thing that's fun about the Joker is that he's he's a wild card, you know? Sure. Like, you don't know where he's going to come from or what he's going to do. And with Han Solo, like, Han's Character art was in the original trilogy. You know, like when we meet Han, he's a bad guy. He's a pirate. He murders a guy in a bar.
4: Mm -hmm.
6: He's a vicious pirate captain.
4: He's a drug smuggler, pretty much.
6: Yeah, he smuggles drugs in his truck that he lives in with his dog.
5: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're right.
4: You're right.
6: Uh, Like anything Han Solo does, you could just put "Florida Man" in front of and it's a headline. It's hilarious.
7: Florida man is responsible for a large percentage of abnormal incidents that occur in Florida. No one knows his true identity, date of birth, what he looks like. That's why headlines always say Florida man.
5: That's (laughs) That's true. That is true.
6: And then by the end of it, he's a respected general who marries a princess, you know, like Mm. it's such a good arc. It's such a romantic, like classically romantic story. And I feel like it's weakened by getting this story where, like, well, maybe he's not such a bad guy after all. Or, like, ooh, he's fed, he becomes better, and then he's hardened again. Like, it, you didn't need it. There's This is the biggest sandbox in entertainment history, and everybody just keeps putting seashells on the same castle.
5: mm. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. See, I didn't mind the solo film because when I got out of the solo film, I felt like I went to this summer rip roaring fun time. And I love Han Solo is my favorite character in Star Wars. So I understand what you're saying. And we don't need an origin story for him, but I don't mind getting the origin story. You know what I mean? If I see Han and Chewie in more escapades out there, especially like a live action show, I don't mind it at all. And if Donald Glover can come in and do what Donald Glover does and how well he did it, that's just icing on the cake for me. So, so I, I totally understand what you're saying. They could have went totally different areas and done stories about other characters, but I definitely didn't mind it.
6: And I, I say this a lot. and I think I might've said it the last time I was on your show, but it should have been a Lando movie.
5: And <laughs> a lot of people, has, a lot of people want that.
6: When, when we meet him in the star Wars trilogy, it's clear that he has gone through a big character arc. Right. Because I'm refers to him as a pirate, but now he's the Baron administrator of this, you know, facility, and a lot of people's lives are in his hands. And it's clear he's he's been like Captain Morgan, you know, like he was mm. a bad dude, and then he became an accepted gentleman who's kind of a scoundrel. And but you know, like he has all these responsibilities. Like Henry Morgan was a pirate captain who then became the governor of Jamaica. Like when he retired, yeah. and like that's the story I want to see: the guy who was no good, and then somehow becomes responsible and like learns to be good and puts of other people ahead of his own. And then when Darth Vader shows up to his space house and is like, no man, you got to betray your friends. Then that gives it added weight. that would have been cool. Monopolizing a lot of time. The last few minutes.
5: Oh no, it's okay. You're the guest buddy. You're the guest. guest. We've (laughs) all talked about this episode after episode. So don't worry about that at all. I'd love to get your take on that. Are you, are you interested in the live action stuff that's coming out? The Mandalorian, which is not going to be about Boba Fett. It's gonna be about a different character. Do uh, you want to know about Cassian? He is a new character from Rogue One. What do you? Are
4: you yeah, interested? Yeah,
6: like I'm, I'm. I'm more interested in the Mandalorian than uh, than the Cassian Andor show. I didn't. Not the most. Uh, not the most exciting character in Rogue One, but I'll still watch it. <laughs> yeah, me too. But that's that's a bit Agents of Shield for me.
5: Gotcha. Gotcha. Which we still haven't watched by the way. I haven't watched. Okay.
6: You know, like you've got the Avengers, so what's this what's the Avengers TV show about? Oh, you know the guys in the suits who help the the <laughs> Avengers? You gotta be kidding me, what?
4: Yeah, it's
8: about
4: them. <laughs> cool. Yeah.
6: I think that you guys think the Falcon's going to make it through episode nine because I do not. How dare you, sir?
5: Get oh, fucking better. Oh, my God. Get better. Whoa, don't, whoa. don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you do that. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh-uh. You heard that first <laughs> here on the Sith list. Ralph good. thinks it is. It is it's not making it out. Bad. Oh, oh that God. would be heartbreaking for oh. me to see the Falcon go down. I just want to see Lando fly the shit out of that thing. That'll be badass.
6: <laughs> Falcon's not making it. She's no. The, I'm going to say, has a 50 50 shot.
0: Oh, come on, My kid. god, Ralph, what are you saying? Yeah, you're here. cutting out my fucking what heart are you here. God, here Ralph. Damn, stop it. <laughs> Stop it with this voodoo <laughs> bullshit!
7: No. Well, the past is the past. You gotta let it die. Ooh. No.
5: Ooh. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
8: sorry. My two
5: favorite characters. What do you think Star about Wars? that, Struthers? What do you think about this um this polarizing comments by one Ralph here? I've heard you know these sorts of
2: lies flying around, <laughs> and I gotta tell you, I think that it is okay if sometimes everything just works out. There's no reason that the Falcon shouldn't make it through, that Chewbacca shouldn't just ride off into the sunset. Sometimes you can still... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, here's the deal. I would rather Ben Solo die than see the Falcon blow up. I mean, Chewbacca, man, he's he needs to make it past this. It's fine. That's one of the things about the show Parks and Rec. It was a fantastic show. and. Everything always worked out. It wasn't one where they like, eh, we're gonna have to kill this one off. We got to do <laughs> something to mix it up. Nope, everything worked out great for all the characters. Hooray! And it was still awesome. And that's cool with me if that happens with Star Wars, especially the Falcon and especially Chewbacca. Yeah, hey,
6: this look, man, I'm I'm with you, but I think the Falcon's gonna blow up. And I, mm. Chewbacca, like I said, coin toss.
2: <laughs>
0: what is This is not Game of Thrones. Main characters do not need to die. Damn it! No. <laughs>
5: <laughs> We're going to get the Game of Thrones Star Wars anyways, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't oh. don't you fucking do that. No. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> that's very provocative. I like
6: that. for me. By Ralph. No,
7: you just come in and start kicking shit over? Ralph just comes in and just starts just yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, dropping you, it. Yeah, you just kick the horn. Oh, I'm, I'm an
6: iconoclast. I don't hold anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it.
7: I love it. Just having this in the air, though, will make it a little bit easier to swallow if it doesn't work out. As much as I would like it to work out, it would be like, oh, Ralph called. I know. I'm going to be sitting there, and if that uh, fucking talking goes, I'm going to say, fucking Ralph. Damn it. Yeah.
6: (laughs) One thing I want to see in The Mandalorian, or even in the Cassian Andor show, though, Hmm. I want to see, like, some good, like... Hut, mob intrigue, and I want to see some weird alien characters. Weird alien characters have been thin on the ground in the Star Wars movies Mm. uh, since Disney took over, and I'm not okay with it. I want
5: more. Well, you're going to get that. I'm I'm telling you right now, you're going to get that in episode nine, because we've seen some of them, and um, you're going to get in The Mandalorian as well. You're going to be very happy.
6: That's what I want. And man, if I could get like a Watto Cadmeo in one of those things, oh, yeah. just could just color color me pleased because Watto is the most unintentionally well-written character in the prequels. The boy's good, no doubt's there. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Watto was pretty damn cool, man.
4: Definitely, He's,
6: man. He was he was complicated. He had depth. He was a slave owner mm-hmm. that by the time that Jedi is done screwing him out of everything he owns, you feel bad for
5: it. Then by the end of it, you feel like shit for him. That's true.
6: It's a guy who owned a kid and put a bomb in him. Sorry, Annie, but you know business is business, huh?
4: <laughs> huh. That's and right. That's pretty dark. You love
5: him.
6: You feel bad for him when he gets what he loses. And then when you find that like he's old and ruined and has a hat, you feel even worse. <laughs> you should be so happy that he lives in the gutter.
5: But you don't. You're right.
6: An unintentionally well-written character.
5: Mm-hmm. that's true good good for you george lucas complicated and interesting
2: eric is there anything else in the uh world of the wars that we need that we haven't touched up on i'm so sad just thinking about the millennium falcon not making it through that i don't even want to talk no, about no, hey, it. Hey, yeah, hey, not, yeah. yeah. No, no let's move online.
3: on
2: <laughs> no no that's that's really really it i will say this man so alan horn He's the chairman of the Disney studios. Right. He, there was an interview in the Hollywood Reporter with him, and he says a few things that are, honestly, it's still a lot of that. Everything's cool. You know what's cool? Everything. But he did talk about uh, Solo, and it, like his thing was is that he, the well, I don't know this. Maybe is isn't very fair, but he talks about the media. When the media says it's a failure, I think it's a pretty good movie it didn't resonate as much as we'd hoped it would but the press writes it up in a more negative way than i would i'll agree with that yeah no, i would say that yeah that's pretty great because here's the deal we all know that especially in like the short attention span sad sells, the negative is what gets you the positive dollars and that's true so yeah that that sort of thing really it's pretty obvious but anyhow, there's a couple other things in there that you might find inter- interesting. to check it out. And then, like Raj mentioned, mentioned before, if you really want to hear some Episode 9 spoilers, go check out Now This Is Podcasting. Yeah, it, they got, some, is, good, they got some good
4: stuff They got some good stuff, man. I
6: don't, I don't mean to derail really you again because I've been doing that a lot. A couple hours ago, like I was in the kitchen, I was cooking, and like the lights were on, it was fine, and I just heard this weird-ass moan coming out from outside. <laughs> and I was
4: like, what the what hell, the hell? Yeah. <laughs> It out to
6: just be like the neighbor dog. Like it just made a weird noise because after that it went to regular barking. And I was like, oh, okay. But like that, whiff. Anyway, sorry. We're
5: no, no, it's okay. I, I love it. Nerd something. Uh, Batman. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about Batman in a second. Yeah. We're going to talk about Batman because of you, by the way. I've, I specifically found some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle news specifically to talk to you about. I have a pretty good idea what it is. So that that was our Star Wars report. Check out that stuff. Like, again, Eric said, definitely go check out now this podcast thing. If you want to do the spoiler stuff, we won't do it because we don't want to spoil things for people that don't want to be spoiled, like Ralph. But there is your Star Wars talk. Now, let's get into well,
6: some. Hang on a second, you guys. I'm going to grab a snack. It's almost midnight, and I don't want to eat later than that.
7: You got it, buddy. <laughs> some pop culture. Hold on. Down. Wait, that joke just flew right over us. You're what? not what? supposed to feed your mogul after midnight, dude.
0: Oh, I yeah, was serious. Oh, no, no, I wouldn't even no, think about that. talking. That oh,
7: <laughs> Jesus! Yeah, that's a good
5: one. <laughs> Whatever okay, what you would do. Be good if nobody got it. <laughs> I got uh, it. We no, got, got it, Eric. Yeah. You get that? Of course, I did. Nobody said anything. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought you needed to get something to eat. Oh, that's great. So yeah, go ahead, buddy. Whatever you do. Uh, Grandma's pretty me. cool in the works, but not for the big screen. This is from Variety, by the way. Grandma's animated series is in development at Warner Media's upcoming streaming service. Variety has learned exclusively from sources. The Potential series is said to be a period piece. It's <laughs> set in the 12th century. They
6: learned from horses?
5: Uh, sources that were horses, oh, that yes. way more sense. <laughs> yeah, sources that they're actually horses, yes. The Potential series oh. is said to be a period piece that would follow Mr. Wing, the Chinese grandfather played in the film by Kei Luke as a young man as he goes on adventures with his friendly Magui Gizmo. The series will be produced by Warner Brothers Television and Amblin and Amblin Television. So this is going to be for the upcoming Warner Media streaming service. I guess everybody is doing a streaming service. Yeah, everybody is. So Gremlins, not a reboot, but a prequel and it's animated. Your thoughts, Ralph, I'll go to you first.
6: Uh, I'm resoundingly indifferent to
5: this. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I am too. We have a segment called uh, This Week in Reboots. And we either talk about prequels or reboots because there's no original ideas anymore. So I wanted to put this up.
6: Yeah, like I really like Gremlins. Uh, Gremlins is a profoundly silly movie. This kind of does nothing for me. You know when I'll probably end up watching this if I watch it at all? When I'm at the gym, like if I'm on the elliptical or something and I need to just do something for a half hour. Yeah. I right. might watch a couple episodes of this.
5: That's great. Ah, got you. Uh, Boo, you're a millennial. No, Thanks gremlin what does that resonate with you at all i know what the gremlins are but i've never seen it you never watched any never Not even the first one nope interesting well, no, The
6: first one is really good man yeah, it, it holds up i watched it again just last year and it is uh it is an extremely strange little movie but really good
7: <laughs> and it's a christmas
0: movie <laughs> Oh, that's debatable. Uh, no, if, if a movie is during Christmas time, if there's a Christmas tree and Christmas lights it's Christmas. anywhere, it's a Christmas yeah, movie. It's I don't a Christmas
5: care. movie. I uh, do not care. I agree with this Christmas movie, but I'm just saying that's debatable. Yes, I get it. It is debatable,
7: but yeah. still.
6: uh, Yeah, the Christmas. Gremlins. That's the holiday from Die Hard, right? Yes, yes, yes it yes.
7: is. <laughs> that's about right. It's very big in that movie. Uh, you know what? The Gremlins. I, I mean, yeah, I'm indifferent, too. I don't think I see myself wanting to like watch no, a prequel no. cartoon. I don't watch animated stuff
5: about superheroes and shit that I like. I, right as of right now, I do, but yeah, like I, just I watched the see. half an hour of the Batman one that's on Netflix, which is the Blood something or Blood Mask or some bad blood, bad blood, blood. I don't know what it was. Oh yeah, it was really good. It was entertaining, but I, I was like forty five minutes into it, I was like, ah, I'm gonna watch yeah, something else. You could just watch something. It's actually really well done. So if you guys have Netflix, check it out. Mm-hmm. By the way, a good segue into Batman. We have some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle and Batman mashup news. And I wanted to get Ralph's take on this because Ralph is a huge Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan. Who told you? Those horses. Those (laughs) horses, (laughs) man. (laughs) goddamn horses. They're
6: going to wake up with a mobster's head in their bed. Oh,
5: very well well played. There it is. Well played. (laughs) This is from Entertainment Weekly. The comic crossover event from writers James Tinian, the fourth, and artist Freddie Williams, the second is coming to the screen. Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles meshes together the roles of the Dark Knight and the half-shelled heroes in a brand new animated film. I'm sure you've heard of this news. Ralph, what's your take on this?
6: I mean, any, any new Turtles content is welcome in my eyes. Uh, I've kind of fallen off DC in the last, like, 10 years. Can't imagine why. And <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm excited. I'll, you know, I'll watch it, like... I, I think the the Turtles have proven themselves to be like an evergreen property at this point. So, yeah, there's this thing coming out now that's independent of like any of the animated series or whatever. I want more like that.
5: Yeah, here's a question for you. We talked a little bit about this last week and Les brought this point up. Uh, Netflix obviously is losing Marvel, uh, all the little shows and TV shows, but they're picking up like image comic stuff and they're picking up Dark Horse and stuff like that. If they were to pick up a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle f- franchise, which version of the turtles would you want to see on Netflix? Les was talking about the more violent, Dark Horse version.
7: Yeah, but someone brought it up. It's uh, IDW. IDW. Was, yeah, they were the ones that held that own the okay.
5: property. Yeah. Well, what what yeah, what, I mean, what the,
7: version would you want, Ralph?
5: A new one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh,
6: like honestly, the the older I get the more I think the best version of those characters is the 1990 movie. The the sequels are very silly. Uh, I also really loved the 2012 cartoon, the CGI one. Mm-hmm. That one's actually pretty good. That one yeah, gets
0: pushed under the rug. That one's actually pretty good. That's mm-hmm. the one that's just TMNT, right? Yes. That's
7: the title?
4: Exactly.
6: Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, but yeah, no, I want to see new takes on it. Like, keep... Playing with it. Like, I know a lot of people, like, a lot of the older fans don't like Rise of the TMNT now, the one that's on currently. Because, like, it's different. And it's for kids. It's, you know, it's like, it's a lot sillier. But so is the one that we grew up on. Like, that 86 series is dopey as hell. Yeah. There's there's a lot of reinvention in that DNA. Just keep having fun with it. Like, I just want to keep seeing stories with those characters.
5: Alright, cool. Are you excited about this? this yeah, definitely. yeah. Oh, wait, can I change my answer?
4: Yes.
6: Yeah, the Ghostbusters Ninja Turtles crossovers mm. that IDW has done, there is no reason for those to be as good as they are. They are. Wow. They're genuinely good, and they do a service to both the Ghostbusters and the Turtles and both of their comic book stories. Like, they enrich and are part of, instead of just being like a thing that happens. And you read them where you don't because you don't like crossovers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. I'm into it.
5: Yeah, cool. this should be this this should be interesting. It's this is a collaboration between Warner Brothers Animation, and Warner Brothers Entertainment, DC Entertainment, and Nickelodeon, and it will be joining forces with Batman, Batgirl, Robin, thanks to dimensional warp to face the Cape Crusader's worst enemy. So they're going to step in and and go after the uh, the gallery, I guess, the Rogue Gallery. Yeah. Pretty cool.
4: That's still pretty dope. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
6: They've had a couple of crossovers, and I'm trying to remember which. I'm trying to figure out which one this is based on because there's one where like all the DC villains get mutated with the ooze, so like they're all animal mutant versions of themselves. There's another one where Shredder and Rijal rule team up. There's one oh,
4: where Weed
6: and Poison Ivy team up. So like I can't keep them straight because they've done it a few
7: times. Okay, well, they may just throw them all together in this one which might yeah, actually sure. be, a, be, be a cool idea. That would be rad. Yeah. Just say cool. let's but do yeah, the shredded, shredded Ralph, race Ralph, all ghouls. ghouls. Yeah, that's right, Ralph.
6: Yeah, right. Yeah. Like that's that's the one we want to see. I should that's change my definitely. name to
7: Raj al Ghul. Sure. I think I'm going to do it. <laughs> Pretty
6: good. Thanks. Pretty Thanks.
5: Good. Uh, so this is another nice little segue into this. Netflix is moving right along. Last week we had this a discussion about Netflix picking up other comic book franchises, just like we just talked about. And Les's is wish has actually come true a little bit. The Punisher uh, and Jessica Jones and the rest of them have been canceled by the studio, the partnership with Marvel. And it looks like they have picked up an image comic series, The Old Guard, into a feature film. They're going to make a film with Charlize Theron. And uh, the comics are penned by Wonder Woman and Black Magic writer Greg ruka and yeah. illustrated by Leonardo Fernandez. Leandro. He's dope. He's a dope artist. Oh, Leandro. I'm He's sorry. A dope, uh, artist. Is yeah. he?
7: Yeah, Leandro Fernandez. Okay,
5: it's an action great. series about a band of immortal soldiers whose ex- existence and powers become exposed to the public. According to Deadline, Ruka will write the screenplay for Netflix, and uh, will be the, the, the lead. Will be Charlize Theron, and if Beale Street could talk, Kiki Lane, which this thing sounds pretty badass. So yeah. Netflix is doing exactly what you wanted, Les. They
7: well, they need to sign more of a deal with Image because then they can bring Saga to life.
6: And what's cool oh, is I could and, get behind that, man.
7: Oh yeah, that. And, and that
6: what's
5: really alone, cool with this whole situation is that Netflix is exposing the image comics to so many different people that well, had no like idea. I said,
7: what Dark these Horse things too, they can and they Dark have, Horse, yeah. yeah. Let Netflix get what we quote the independent, um, the independent companies that you know aren't part of the big two, and yeah, they could still produce a lot of content and give us something good. Umbrella Ooh. Academy. Looks amazing, like yeah. I'm, you had a chance did, to
5: watch that, Ralph?
6: Not yet. We just uh, the the lady friend and I just finished up uh, Russian Doll and Umbrella Academy
5: is next. Okay, good. Yeah, I heard Russian Doll was pretty good.
6: Russian Doll is a slow burn. I didn't like the first couple episodes, but I'm glad that I stuck with it because the ending is really satisfying and uh, it builds really nicely as and it goes. It,
5: all right, now we have an email from OG Rob who uh, we haven't heard from in a couple weeks. What's up, OG Rob? And uh, OG Rob says here, just a couple of comments regarding last week's entertaining free fr- Freeform Jazz Odyssey show. Oh, that's very cool. We were a little Freeform last week, Eric, when you weren't there. There was no structure. And people seem to like the no structure. <laughs> 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 Although you nailed many of his trademark phrases, what was missing from your Struthers impressions was the unique impersonations, I'm sorry, was his unique, whimsical, and optimistic tone. Think Ned Flanders next time you give it a go. Oh, Ned Flanders. Eric, have you ever, been, have you ever heard that before? Dude, that is
2: B-bibbly
5: bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, all right, awesome. He goes on to say a movie about Rise of WWE and his characters to national prominence would be something I'd be interested in. Hulk Hogan by himself, not so much. I pulled a full 10-episode Umbrella Academy marathon on Sunday and was very entertained. I'm not much of an Ellen Page fan, especially after seeing her run from Juggernaut back in the day. That's funny. (laughs) But I thought she was excellent in this. Also, the kid number five looks like Zach from School of Rock, which was distracting, but overall a fun series. Any plans for Captain Marvel premiere? Also, any chance The Walking Dead kills off Henry? He's got to go later, OG Rob. Well, thanks, Rob, for letting us know how to pretty much do the impression of Mr. Struthers. Also, I did watch the umbrella Academy as well. I finished it all. Absolutely loved it. Thought it got better and better and better each episode. So people out there, if you're like one or two episodes in and you don't know what is going
7: on and you're a little worried about it, just stick with it.
5: Same, same feeling. Yeah,
7: no, like I said, it's, it's really good. Uh, like I said last week, if, if this is what, Netflix can pull off with Dark Horse Comics, then they're going to be A-OK. Yeah. Using the Marvel properties is not going to slow them down at all. The production value was amazing, by amazing.
5: the way. Yeah, and and Ellen Page isn't like the... I'm not the biggest Ellen Page fan, um, but she was fantastic in this, and she is uh, definitely... I can't wait to see Season 2. Obviously, it sets up a Season 2. I'm yes. not going to say anything else, but very cool. And I agree with you with the WWE stuff. A whole WWE-F kind of like old school all characters would be really cool. Maybe even the cartoon from back in the day. Oh, that would be rad, huh? Yeah, that would be kind of cool, too. That's cool. But thank you very much, very, very much, Rob. Really, really appreciate it. Now, I want to jump a little bit to the because I want Ralph to be here when we talk about the Shazam and Captain Marvel controversy, as as they say. Before we get into this, if people don't know, the, the controversy and the fans that are going crazy is because... I'm going to have Les explain this. Oh, are we
6: talking about these... Toxic basement piss babies again.
5: Yes, that's about we, right. We are, and I, Zachary Levi, who's playing Shazam, had a quote. We're going to play it, and I thought it was fantastic. Les, explain what is going on between
7: Captain Marvel and Shazam. Well, Shazam is originally was originally titled Captain Marvel, like okay. back in the '30s or when it first debuted '30s '40s, I think. So he was Captain Marvel. TV series, all that stuff. That was the marketing. That was the title, but Marvel comics introduced their own captain Marvel. (laughs) Right. You know, there was a lawsuit and all that stuff from what I understand. And, you know, at that point they had stopped, I think DC or whatever had stopped producing captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. So when they rejuvenated or re they rewrote the character and brought it back, they gave him an element of, you know, magic through the wizard Shazam. And then it's just Shazam. So in essence, he is a.k.a. Captain Marvel. He's but still the, Captain Marvel. Yeah, but it's the title is Shazam. That's who he is. That's what they call him. That's his. That's who he's written as Shazam. And these crazy. Now, these crazies trolls. are out here going, well, the OG Captain Marvel is Shazam and that's the Captain Marvel. I'm going to go watch. I don't know about this little chick being Captain Marvel. That's not my captain. Mar- yeah, they're just being like you said, they're piss babies. These and, are toxic idiots.
5: And they're already leaving shitty reviews before they even watch the film.
7: Well, no, yeah, and this is weird cuz Yeah, they're why? trying to review bomb. Yeah, reviews. like why? That's why would you do that? Well, because they have no, nothing better to yeah, do. Yeah, it's lives like come on now. I mean, those why shouldn't we prove some kind of point? Yeah, and that's not I mean, come on now. Like really uh, Yeah, it's one of those things. It's just ridiculous. And, you know, there's always going to be dual, duality as far as comics goes. I just don't understand.
6: Same diseased little lessed twits that, like, had to drive Kelly Marie Tran and Daisy Ridley
7: off of social media. Exactly. Yeah. They're just ridiculously dumb. And
5: nothing better to do than to just spew hatred towards No, people.
7: and then the problem is, is in people, in some cases, you know, you, you, you find yourself engaging with idiots and then... Sometimes that even fuels it, but in some cases you have to say something. You have to stand in there and say, "Shut your dumb mouth and get the hell out." You know, just you. Know, we're going in this direction. If you don't want to go, you stay here, and we'll just All progress right. in this direction and leave your stupid asses alone. Yep. Because why would they do that? Why rev- Right? Why start a stupid campaign to bomb this thing?
6: Doing this with comic book heroes, you know, like people who who constantly, you know, like they're they're missing the. Biggest point of so many of these characters who are mm-hmm. like championing those who like need a champion, like fighting <laughs> right. for people who can't fight for themselves. And comic books are starting to branch out and have more representation, so that like everyone can feel like they're part of that world. You know, like you can see someone who looks like yourself, like you're not on the outside of it anymore. Like you know, you're you're a part of it too. And like there, yeah, there, are, yeah, there are enough toys for everybody to play with, right? I don't know why every like it's it's that crappy, crappy kind of person that has to like can't tolerate seeing anyone else having what they have too.
5: Yeah, it's the weirdest thing, or can't see somebody else having fun with another franchise. It really is crazy to me. I don't know, and you know so much so that this this all this controversy and um, Rotten Tomatoes come out and Boo, you saw this today, right? I
0: did, I did, yeah. So Rotten yeah, I was
6: Tomatoes about this earlier, yeah. yeah,
5: yeah. yeah. So, Round Tomatoes made a very good and
0: something that they should have done a while ago, but I'm glad they did it now. Where before people could, like you guys are saying, uh, was it negative bomb a movie before they even seen it? The audience score. Yeah, that's amazing. Nobody's I didn't know seen that was it. Impossible. Yet. You know, yeah, it's impossible. So, they, they only made that possible after the movie's been released. Great move. Should have been done way before. But it's, yeah, like you guys are saying, it's sad that it had to be, that, that had to be taken away. Yeah. Now. Yeah, you because know, people are being idiots. People are wasting their time. They're just not allowing people to have fun. Plus, when when all this went down with the name switch and stuff like that, it's been decades, decades. Nobody cares anymore. Nobody holds on to the oh, this is my Captain Marvel, and Sh- shut up. Just, just move <laughs> shut on. Up. It's fine. You have they have their Captain Marvel, and you know DC has theirs um you know shazam now and like Les was saying that there's so many just similar characters with just you know small trade-offs you know stuff like that you know they and they're completely different characters at this point marvel has four versions of superman
5: exactly now we're gonna play this play this quote uh eric you have this quote set up
2: i do man i do
8: Oh,
6: stop
0: that Shut shit! Yes, you stop that right yeah. now. You oh, yeah. stop that. Oh my god! Did you blaspheme in this house?
6: That wasn't oh. me. That was one of the nerd
3: ghosts. Well, the <laughs> nerd
0: ghosts. They're gonna get you for for <laughs> blaspheming.
3: There are people out there uh, making a lot of like really uh, inflammatory, uh, defamatory. um uh, Um. And and but and completely fictitious, uh, uh, like reviews and posts of Brie Larson's Captain Marvel, and something like trying to pit Shazam against it, and you know, saying they're going to support us and not them because of things that they are, by the way, making up things that they're saying they saw some screening and this, that, or the other is in the movie. Um, that I just found this out last night, and I, for anyone out there who. Thinks you're doing me a favor or you're doing Shazam a favor or you're doing Warner Brothers or what you're not. You, this is not helping anyone or anything. Uh, there is no competition <laughs> just because Shazam used to be called Captain Marvel way back in the day doesn't mean that somehow Brie or Marvel's Captain Marvel are pitted against us. We're sure we're both movies and we're both going to be out in theaters at, at similar times and. The irony of, of that timing is, is really interesting for sure, but there is no conspiracy, guys. You need anyone out there who's holding on to some bone, like they need to t- pick a side and pick a fight is sorely mistaken. And, uh, I really hope that you'll just chill on that. Don't, don't go and engage in that type of behavior anymore. If you want to be passionate about either movie, rock and roll. If you want to be passionate about bo- both movies, rock and roll. Um, uh, but but going this is really low blow type of stuff to to be going and lying, first of all, is just, you know, the bottom of the barrel to me. But to be lying in an attempt to discredit or defame somebody, I think, is just really sad.
5: I do, too. That's Chuck, by the way. That's my boy Chuck from back in the day. The nerd herd. Um, I agree with this wonderful man, 100 percent. It was uh, well said. And and if you're doing that, I mean, you just got to reevaluate your life. <laughs> like, what are right? you doing? Yeah, what are you doing with your life if you have to lie about going to a screener when there's no screeners that have been really put out there? You are doing a disservice. You're doing a disservice to everyone. So just go enjoy both films. I mean, for shit's sakes. And and when it comes down to it, no offense to Zachary Levi or DC or Shazam.
0: Oh, it's Levy. It's Levy. Sorry. Sorry, Levy. Whatever. Captain Marvel is going to make more money.
2: It, it is Captain Marvel. I mean, it is like uh, so this is this
6: yeah is the rare instance where like a DC and Marvel movie are going head to head, where both of them look like they're worth my time.
5: Yes, exactly. Uh, so I, have,
6: I I I'll make no secret. I have not been excited about the current slate of DC films. Yeah, but this looks like a treat.
5: It really does. It, it looks like it's fun. What is it? No, no matter what
0: bashing or. Whatever the haters say, or whatever plan they they employ to to change things, Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, Marvel is going to make more money than than uh, Shazam. It just comes down to it. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they'll compete, and it's a fantastic thing that they're competing, and a lot of people are excited for both. It's been a long time since people have 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 felt that way, which Mm -hmm. is fantastic. Yeah, just like Ralph just said. Yeah, exactly. So all this all this, you know, negativity, fake negativity that people are trying to create, it's all for naught. It's all bullshit. Yeah, you're all you're just wasting wasting
2: your keystrokes, wasting your breath, all of it. Just stop. Here's what I think is sad is that something like this even has to be said. Right. Yeah. I, I just don't understand it being so miserable. Like I saw a thing earlier today. On Twitter, somebody had screen grabbed this, some douchebag tweeting about how, well, that's it. You've lost my, I got my money back for my Captain Marvel ticket because, you know, rot Tomatoes, blah, and how dare you. It's like, really? Yeah. Is this, is this where we're at? Hey, Ace, job doing the screenshot, though. You did it, buddy. You managed to work your phone. I'm surprised to be <laughs> like so, or if you're legitimately that angry, you need to find a better outlet in life. Buy a a punching bag and put it in your house. If you think that you're not really that angry, but you think doing so makes you seem like you've got more validity in your life, then you need to rethink your life. And this is the prime example of how, you know how I told you that, uh, when I went to talk to the kids at my old grade school, which by the way, they invited me to come back, want me to play a little guitar.
3: Yeah. But, um,
2: One of the things I told them was, look, here's what you guys have to face that I didn't is the whole idea that social media has done. Here's it's done a handful of things. Number one, it's given people an inflated sense of what their opinion is worth. Mm. And two, it's given people what an inflated sense of what other people's opinions are worth, because now they're in print for everybody to see. Well, it must be worth reading because used to. God, now I sound, oh, here comes old grandpappy, you know, <laughs> off the porch to tell it. But used to when you <laughs> saw stuff <laughs> like things in print, that was for reals, you know. Grand, you called yourself grandpappy. I know it was a joke, but you understand what I'm saying? So now yeah. that yes. all these things, just because it's out there to to see doesn't make it important, doesn't make it valid. And just because your opinion is out there doesn't make your opinion important or valid. And it's so skewed. Everything is so backwards. You nailed it. Hopefully this can slow
5: down a bit. You know, I'm really worried about episode nine, by the way. There was already negative reviews about episode nine. I think they wiped it. It's going to be the end of the world. It's It's going to be. be (laughs) Oh, I know. You're right. You're right. God forbid. Just people just enjoy what you have right now because it's never been like this. All right. If you're a nerd or you like this kind of stuff, it has never been like this and take it, take it and enjoy it. Just like I think yeah. Kevin Smith said a couple of years ago, and I saw him at one of when he did his podcast, he said that it's it's all goes in waves. Like we had horror movies back in the 80s, 70s and 80s. We had uh, comedies that were like buddy cop films were big. We We're in it right now with comic book and superhero films. And who knows how long it's going to last. But as long as it's here, let's enjoy the shit out of it.
6: Yeah, right now everything is super, man.
5: Uh, Ah. Let's not get an end game to this, guys.
8: Mm.
5: Let's do On the Throne with King Tom. I'm King. I'm
8: King.
4: Gentlemen, the
1: King. Hey there, Sith listeners and Sith listeners. I am pumped because this Friday, Weezer is releasing their newest album. Although, when I say releasing, I mean that's the official date that the whole 10-song collection goes out for sale. I'm going to be honest, between you and me, I've already heard it all. Uh, It's Wednesday night, the album leaked yesterday, but we've already had a lot of the songs for a while. Like I said, it's a 10-song album. Three of the songs came out last fall, another two came out last month, so that left it pretty much to the week of release where we had already heard half the album. And this is something that Weezer has done before, and I'm, I'm sure that other bands, I've, I've heard other bands do, where they'll set an album release date. But a lot of the songs will be out way before them. So by the time that the album's official release date hits, you've already heard half the album. And I know that a bunch of you are music aficionados, including the long-locked Lord of Rock, Eric Struthers. And I was just wondering how you view albums these days because music is a lot different than it was 20 years ago 30 years ago where music came out when it came out but now that you know things are a lot more electronic there's a lot more music out there for everyone and i think the concept of the album has changed a lot especially now that you know we could load all of our songs onto a playlist and play stuff randomly you don't have to sit down and put a tape in the tape player or cd in the cd player so i'm wondering how you feel about this are you okay with this or do you prefer do you guys prefer the days of you have one album and that's the album i'm fine with this because i I like having songs even if by the time a record's release day comes out it already feels old because we've already had half the songs for a while anyway i'm just curious because i i like it when you guys talk music thanks for listening and i will talk with you later
5: well, thank you, King Tom. I like it when we talk about music, too. And we had a music question last week that we couldn't really answer because it was pretty much uh the question was for Eric. And that was the whims email, the second part of it. So we'll get to that in a second. But um great point. Albums are not like albums like they used to be. Eric, what do you think about this?
2: I typically still listen to albums in their entirety that's my main way of consuming music but i also get on these bents where you know i'll just listen to one particular album over and over and over one particular artist but the album is still my main mode of consumption i think that what makes here's what makes an album great is typically you're getting us okay let me back this up a little bit what makes an album great when it's by somebody who actually writes or is uh, one of the writers of their own songs, okay? You're getting a snapshot of what's going on with them at the time where it, when they're involved in producing that art, and that is what I think is cool because even if they have a song or that they wrote 10 years ago when they record it, When it's in the block of this other things that what's going on now is going to affect their performance. And to me, that's really cool, because as somebody who makes music, I know what I pour of myself into it. And so I like hearing that with other artists. Yeah. And uh, I can't I can't imagine how
5: it feels to pour everything you got into something and listen to it in its entirety. So that's that makes total sense for me. My favorite thing was when I was a kid is to get an album and listen to it for to its entirety because I used to love concept albums, and I I still think to this day that albums should be played like Eric is saying from start to finish because if some of the songs you hear out of context on an album, it it doesn't really make sense, right? You you I'm a huge Rush fan. I love Pink Floyd, love Radiohead. Those albums, OK Computer. If you take out one song from OK Computer. You might go, what the hell is this? But if you listen to it as an entirety, you know, it it completes the entire thing. And Dark Side of the Moon, the great gig in the sky, if you listen to it on its own, it's a fantastic song. But it's a bunch of um, uh, choir singers. Well, not choir singers, just like three females singing and yelling. But in its entirety, Dark Side of the Moon is one of the greatest albums in history. So, yeah, I am definitely in the camp of I still hold on to. Um, listening to albums. I just listened to Charlie Scambino's last album from start to finish. It's fantastic from start to finish. It's a great, great album. And um, so that's how I still consume albums. How about you guys? Uh,
7: What I usually do is I like listening to them just to get the, just to find that hidden gem. That's all your own. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To be able to say like, well, this is my favorite song these two songs on this album are my favorite songs, So I usually listen to albums start to finish. Hmm. Uh And then it helps because like when I do put playlists together, I can go, Oh, I remember this song and I uh-huh. remember that song. And for me, it's cool to be able to put, so like I just put an outcast playlist together and yeah, miss Jackson's a good song and all that stuff. But I like red velvet. You know what I mean? I like spaghetti junction. Those are my songs. But you know what? <laughs> uh, uh, Outcast is one of the first hip hop bands to have concept albums. Yes, and then so and then and then those right there, you just keep them. You just say okay, just keep it intact. Speaker box and the love below. You know, not even uh, that. It wasn't um a- at aliens. No, that wasn't a concept no. album. Oh okay, but uh, the the other two were the double album was uh, the double concept, album was. Yeah, yeah. But Stankonia and all those, you know, they were just good albums. But for me, I can pull. You know, I listen to them. If I have them, I'll listen to them in their entirety. But I also use that knowledge and go, okay, I remember this song. I remember certain titles. And then I create my own awesome album, you know, with my playlist. So I kind of go from both. But, yeah, I like listening. And I used to love, you know, ripping the CD open, getting the package, you know, get the package off, listen to the whole thing. (laughs) Don't start that. All right, youngster. You make your own
5: concept albums. Yes. Uh, Boo, your albums were like artists used to make songs and like they used to make like one through 12 Mm -hmm. and they'd be like in order. Yeah. Some of them had stories. Mm, Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if you know that. Well, uh, uh, I I I guess my my
0: first (laughs) foray into a concept album or or a album with a story to it Mm. was Eminem. When he would have skits oh, in between songs right, that would connect right. either two songs, or maybe the entire album or something like that. Um, That's true. He they they, they were concept albums. Sometimes. So uh, those weren't always my favorite things, but I understood that he's trying to tell a story. And a lot of music these days doesn't do that anymore. No, where it's just it's just music. You know, it's written to be you know poppy and catchy and stuff like that. A lot of music nowadays isn't. Isn't a story in a song, which I love the songs that have a story to them. Um, But I do agree. You do have to listen to an entire album from start to finish. But what I do is I stream everything, you
8: Mm -hmm. know, just like a lot
0: of people out there. Right. Uh, You know, I don't buy anything. I just stream it all. If they give me a a snippet or look at this, check out the single to an upcoming album. Of course, I'm going to listen to it. Be like, okay, great. I can't wait for the album. You know, things like that. But yeah, you have to listen to the entire album, like Les says, make your own, pick out a song, pick out three, hopefully, you know, yeah. something like that. So yeah, you know, what is it? I, I think, think albums have changed, but I think they're still the most common medium. I, I, I don't think where people just, look at these 12 songs. No, 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 no this is my album. This is, what I, this is what I did. This is what I was thinking of at the time. It might have taken me two years. It might have taken me six months, you know, but I was I was feeling this. I was thinking this and this is what it is. You know, like t- Taylor Swift, her albums correspond with uh, her who life. She break,
7: who she breaks
0: up with. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So so they're not really concept albums, but they're chunks of her life. You can yeah, actually they're pretty... Band- yeah. Well, and,
7: and that's what Eric was talking about, mm-hmm. is when you hear someone write stuff you do, or, you know, when they actually write their own song, you can tell what they were thinking at the time mm-hmm. and what part sure. of them. But as far as Hearing, you know, tons of the music on the album before the album comes out. That's fine. Yeah. Especially if you're into it. I have no oh, yeah. issue with that. I got no issue. You know, when we, like with Radiohead, we would get songs. And, they still do that. They release Yeah, they release Interpol songs. And you they go, go Interpol, well, okay. okay, I've already heard that one, but I'm going to listen from start to finish. And then go, okay, now, you know, track two and three are awesome. Track five and six are also awesome. I've already heard one and four a thousand times, and I'm okay with that. Like, you know, you just... Yeah, blow but, right through it, Eric. You can't do that. You can't p- pick a random shuffle with like Pink
5: Floyd, The Wall, because you'll get the trial no, first, no, and can't. things flow so beautifully on that album that it's almost yeah. impossible.
2: Well, okay, take take like uh, what people perceive to be the song "Another Brick in the Wall." Okay, yeah, yeah, part two that you hear that you hear on classic rock stations, right? All right, it that is three songs, yeah that are piled together. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not a, and yeah, that's, that shuffle shuffle doesn't work. And Hey, I'm (laughs) just going to say this, man, when you people like, like to shit on Taylor Swift, here's the thing, you know, she writes songs about what's going on in her life. But the deal is when you write a song, you're, you're trying to like tell a story that's universal. So you, you take things and you increase their, what's the word I'm looking for? The intensity of it mm-hmm. because you're writing a song. That's the whole point. So people act like, Oh, they're, 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 they're bad. You know, she's trying to write a song and here's what she's using for fuel. You know? Oh yeah. That's what it's I'm like, saying. I'm saying she doesn't make concept albums. She talks about what happens in her relationships. That, that's right? Her but story. I mean. They're they're The songs are really bigger than what actually happened in her relationship. You know what I mean? That's yeah. a lot, they'd like, that's not, it's like when somebody, when somebody writes a book, you, you, you t- here's your idea, here's what you're trying to say, and then you blow it up huge gotcha, to yeah, make yeah. it palatable to other people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
4: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what you're saying.
5: Alright, well, King Tom, that was a fantastic discussion. <laughs> I do love talking about music on this podcast, so anytime you want to bring music up, we really uh, appreciate that. It's a so, nice change of pace. It is. Guys, let's segue into something that people will freak out probably over and the internet will explode. I want to ask you guys who the next Superman should be. There's a big push right now for Michael B. Jordan to play the Man of Steel. And I have zero problems with that. I think it would be great. But I know that Michael B. Jordan was asked earlier in a bunch of press junkets about this question. And he said he would rather not play Clark Kent. But he wants to play Calvin Ellis. And I'll have less talk about Calvin Ellis in a second. But I don't want to see that. I want to see him as Clark Kent. Oh, see, well, you're asking for a
7: fight. I am asking it's, for it's a fight. It's safer. But if we don't do these kind of things, it'll never be done. Well, okay, the reason why I'm going to say you can't have a black Hal Jordan. That's why they have Jon Stewart as a, the Black Green Lantern. And it works. What has been being put out there, think you know, shout outs to the shows like Krypton. Mm-hmm. There are multiple people of color right on krypton and that makes it more feasible to be able to say okay a black kryptonian could have fallen from krypton too, you know escaped krypton also so i understand now i get you know if you guys if people really want to push the envelope of progressive of you know being progressive and all that yeah sure have them play kal-el and be clark kent and that might work Who is this Calvin Ellis guy? Uh, Well, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was part of the Elseworlds, or uh, he's definitely of Earth 23. The idea is that uh, he's his name is Kalel, not Cal el but Kalel, like all in one shot. Oh, Calvin Ellis, yeah. And then uh, he escapes also uh, before Krypton exploded, so it's pretty much all the same thing. Okay, but he lands in, you know, he lands on Earth, and the Ellis couple. Names him Calvin, and then you know he goes from there. Stroke a lot. Yeah, huh? <laughs> so it's, it's pretty much just to appease people. So because he's African American. Well, he's—I mean, as he's a person of color. Yes. He'd yeah,
6: uh, be African American if he's from Krypton, because they have neither of those
7: continents. He'd that is be true. Thank you just for that black Kryptonian. He'd <laughs> just be a darker Kryptonian. That's it, man. Thanks for breaking that down, Ralph. <laughs> but you know, uh, apparently a black he's. Kryptonian
6: sounds like a cocktail.
7: It does, and I'd like Ooh. to have a drink. That'd be a good one, dude. <laughs> A pretty good drink. Black uh in on the rocks. Can oh, I get a black Kryptonian, please? That's pretty good. The other thing is, is he becomes president of the United States. So let's you know plays along with like Obama. No, oh, that's cool. Being you know like that kind of thing. Uh, it's interesting because Lex Luthor becomes president of the United States. Yeah, DC Comics thing. has done some crazy shit. Yeah. So personally, I'm gonna take Michael B. Jordan for a different role. What's that? Al it, instead of it being no, instead of it being uh Superman why not go the route of Marvel and bring C-level characters up? And there's a perfect character that he could play called Mr. Terrific, who is oh, a black You're superhero. Right. And he's an Olympic level athlete, which Michael B. Jordan looks like a fucking Olympic level athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a crazy. genius. Yeah. Like he's basically um, black Iron Man kind of, uh, he's got nanotechnology in his suits that he uses. They're not, armored suits but it's just like he walks around the street with a leather jacket on uh they had him on if anybody's ever watched his uh legends of tomorrow they have an incarnation of him Hmm. i personally think they should go that route okay here's the thing
5: how important was black panther for kids of color to see a superhero how great is it for them to go to into the spider verse and see that spider-man could be a person of color how amazing would it be uh, I don't know if you know this, Ralph, but um, um, I'm going to have a little baby boy in July. Oh,
4: congratulations.
5: Uh, Yeah, thank you, my man. Human? A human. Kryptonian, actually. uh, Kryptonian, uh, Oh, even better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, How cool would it be if my kid saw that a Superman could be someone of color? I mean, I think that that would be amazing. And who better than Michael B. Jordan? He's a fantastic actor. He's got the frame. He's got the look. As they say, he's got the je ne sais quoi. Oh, yeah, for sure.
6: I would agree. The thing that you're laying down right now, like if you were to look at what an actor requires to play Superman, uh, traditionally very handsome, you know, uh, like muscular. And Michael B. Jordan, like when he took off his shirt in Black Panther and that like fight on the waterfall or whatever, and he's just fucking enormous.
4: Hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, like it looks like it's the, it looks like it's CGI. It's so big. Yeah,
6: he has the carriage and the bearing and the build. The only point against him from like the traditional, and this is not, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that this is actually against him, like, but the only thing that he doesn't have in common with the traditional depiction of Superman is his heritage. And you know, if they went with someone who looked really Irish, say, instead mm-hmm. of having like, you know, black hair and blue eyes or whatever, it would be, you know, for some people that would be, <laughs> yeah, like, no, yeah. he's got to okay. have black hair. He's got to have blue eyes. But what about the character says that? You know, like <laughs> exactly. what about the character changes? Right. If the color of his hair or his eyes or his skin is different. He's still adopted by these, you know, this farm couple right. out in the Midwest. Why does it matter?
7: You you have a point and you both do. I just would like for them, me personally, to go away from Superman. You know, what Yeah, I'm a Superman hater though. It's not that I hate it, it's just that they've done it. Henry Cavill was probably their best bet at putting a really good Superman out there for the next few years, but he didn't, he didn't have anything to do. With he had nothing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He was. He's very Superman esque. Yeah,
5: I mean, you can't get more
7: Superman. But than what Henry I'm Cavill. saying is, is if you're gonna go that route, I mean, Calvin Ellis is great, but they could also use him as Steel, and actually do a real legit one instead of that Shaquille O'Neal garbage we got <laughs> a few fucking years ago. Oh, think can he's a great
1: Michael B.
6: Jordan into like any DC character.
7: But if they really want to bring an S on their chest, they could do Calvin Ellis or they could do Steel. And I could see Michael B Jordan as that, but I could also see him as Mr. Terrific. I could also see him shit he could be Lex Luthor. You know what I mean? He could do know, You're right, he could do it all.
5: He could do it all. Losing a big opportunity with this, I think if you if you go
7: that route. I know what you're saying. Maybe I'm just fatigued from hearing all the bullshit. Because the last thing I need is for them is for all these stupid asses out there to start saying the n word, will of the shit, they will about Michael B. Jordan. But being the problem Superman.
5: is, but the problem is, ugh. we're we're getting to a point where it's starting not to matter. Like the success of Into the Spider Verse, yeah. the success of uh, Black Panther, it's starting not to matter, and we got to keep pushing the envelope until That's it does true. not even have a conversation
7: about this on a podcast.
6: Yeah, I can't wait until, just like you said, I can't wait until conversations like this are obsolete.
7: Exactly. Well, I, you, so I agree with you guys Then I'll, I'll take that. Point. Okay, good. Thank you. There we go.
6: I, I also, I like your stamp too. Like, why do we need more Superman?
5: Yeah. That's, yeah. I understand what you're saying, Les. Yeah. Give We've done a this John a thousand Jones times.
7: Movie. I there you go. Batman. See, and he could legit be a Martian Manhunter. There you go. Like, yeah, that would be cool. There's so much more. And especially for someone like Michael B. Jordan, who has... Just enough of a geek vein. You know what I mean? Like he likes anime. He participates in that stuff. Well, just from him knowing this, character, yes, for me is it, like, Oh, hell yeah. This dude knows it. Or why not say, you know what? Take me back to Marvel and have me be, uh, Oh my God. I'm drawing a blank, but the OG Captain America's name was like Isaiah Washington or Ooh, something like that. Okay. And that's the black Captain America right. from the storyline called the truth. And it was where they basically in 1940s, you couldn't say, Oh yeah. I didn't know that the American super soldier is a black dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And kicking ass and taking names. And that's what happened. Like that. I would rather see that. I would rather see. Let's drop more OG stories. If we're going to go to the well, pull up that part of the, you know, go to that corner of the pool over there, go to that part of the river and let's keep going in there. You know, that's the deal. And I'm not sure his name is Isaiah. I know his first name is Isaiah, but I don't think it's Washington. It sounds good to me, buddy.
6: If if we could pull our ideal, what I want to see, you know, if I could just pick any DC character, Booster
7: Gold and Blue Beetle. Oh, oh for sure. Yeah, this for sure. That that In a, so fun. Just a buddy, hilarious, like, romp. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, just comical.
6: Booster Gold, so, like, what a useless, just dumb. <laughs> and then you put, like, you have.
7: Star Lord is the Booster Gold right now, if mm-hmm. you think about it. Yeah, yes.
6: That's that's a really good call and, and, and Blue Beetle is like he's competent, but like shouldn't have to put up with that guy. Yes that oh, I want that. That's
7: a fun movie. Yeah, right, so right, I mean, right. Well, hopefully we'll get to a point. One of these I mean, but yeah, put Michael B. Jordan in any other yeah. young black actor, or black actor, or Hispanic actor, or Asian. I'm I'm for all of them coming to the forefront. And oh yeah, up. I am too. Yeah. I just
5: Michael B. Jordan's being pushed by the you know social media big time.
7: And you know, and what? he looks
5: great. They did a lot of fan art. And he looks great as Superman. I also saw him as this this Calvin Ellis guy. He looked great in that one too. Yeah. So he's just man. I guess he just looks great. Yeah, I mean, he, he does he's look a great.
2: ferocious
6: presence on screen. He sure is. He's got like anti moistening looks. He's
5: <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> oh if Lord. you if you go watch Creed or Creed two, yep, you're absolutely right. moistening looks. Yep. That is all right. So let's read another email. Remember that last week we had an email from Colton and talked about Twitter and how he was wanting to know some advice about going on if he should go on Twitter, mm-hmm. and we told him that he better hit us up. I haven't been hit up by Colton. Have you guys? I have not. Colton, what the fuck? Like he's, he's still thinking about He's mulling it well, over. He, Give him he, he sent us another email. He said, howdy guys. Hope y'all doing well. I love the use of y'all. Thanks for your thoughts about Twitter and fandom last week. By this time, I've probably got an account and I'm following a few artists and actors who are on the light side of Twitter. Wow. See, yeah, but by this time, he should have hit us up. Yeah, but he said the light side of Twitter. What are we on the dark side of Twitter? We're on the gray side. Gray side. Well, me and Eric are age wise. I was online earlier and saw Zombieland 2 is apparently in production slated to come out next year or two. I'm not sure if you guys are at all fans of original Zombieland, but I shared it with my girlfriend a few months ago, and her favorite part by far was the Bill Murray cameo. Woody Harrelson's character aside, I'd have to agree with her, and I'd even go as far as saying that it's one of the greatest cameos of all time. What are your thoughts? Are you excited about Zombieland 2? What are some of the greatest movie cameos in your opinion? Cheers, Colton. That's actually a really good question, Colton. Sorry I came at you hard for not adding us on Twitter. Uh, by the way, Colton, I Zombieland, you're going to hate me for this. I have never seen it. It's actually pretty good. I heard I it's fantastic. I've never seen Zombieland. With a co worker of ours? No. Who? Daniel. I've never seen Zombieland. I wish. Lorena seen it and she told me last night it's fantastic. And I have never seen Zombieland. So, Colton, I understand why you don't follow me on Twitter now. Um, Eh. But I will see it because I definitely want to see part two. Here's the crazy thing that you even mentioned this. I saw an article the other day, the greatest cameos of all time in film. Mm. And number one was Bill Murray's Zombieland. Really? That's the only reason I talked to Lorena about it. Greatest cameos of all time.
7: (sighs) I mean, I'm limited in mine. Why? I would just say Stan Lee, but... Yeah, yeah, he was on the list. It's a Stan Lee, all Marvel movies. Yeah, he's got a mm. ton of them. Actually, so there's a movie called Glory Road, and it's about the uh, first... Such a good movie. Yeah, it's about the... I think it's the first team to start five, all, all, five black players. Yeah. Basketball for NCAA. Right. And the actual coach is in that movie. Oh, that's cool. So there's a scene at the gas station where the team pulls up to get their gas-filled, I mean, could get their vehicle fueled, and the attendant is the original coach. That is really cool. So I'll, I'll take that one.
2: Okay. Do you remember the, oh, here it comes, the so old movie, but The Life of Brian, the Monty Python Sure, movie. loved it. you remember that? Do you know yeah. George Harrison was in that? I don't remember George Harrison being
5: in it. Does he play himself? Uh, no, no. Oh, He's okay. just randomly in
2: there. No, I don't that's great. That's actually a really good one if that's the case. It's 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 really weird, but yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, that's a really I don't know. One. I thought that was neat.
5: It's uh Tropic Thunder Tom Cruise.
8: Oh. Thought- <laughs>
0: That's right. That is a good That's one. a really good one. He that is, is fantastic. He's a really good one. They should have made a, a sequel. They, they were talking camp. about it. They should have. Yeah, they should have. I'd, I'd, I've thought of one. Uh, Bob Barker and Happy Gilmore. Ooh, that's a great one. Ooh, I, that is a I, I like that one because cameos are great, but usually they're really short. Yeah. Bob Barker had a really funny scene just like, Tom Cruises throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Bob Barker had a really funny scene. Beat the shit out of the uh, Adam Sandler. Right, He's and- like the price is
5: wrong, motherfucker. <laughs> the price is wrong, bitch.
0: Yeah,
8: bitch. bitch.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 what about uh um uh what's his name from How I Met Your Mother when he was in Harold and Kumar Go to White kind of? oh, Castle? Oh, Neil did, Patrick Harris. Uh, he played Neil Patrick Harris. Did he yeah. play Doogie Howser? Or he played a doctor? No, he was just Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, he
5: was oh, Neil Patrick, Patrick Harris. Oh, that's yeah, yeah cool. he, he's NPH. Yeah, yeah that was very really cool. Yeah, those are good ones. Those are really good ones. Unless you still don't have... Oh, you did. You had yeah, one. Yeah, I did mine. Yeah, you did You did like a historical one. I get it. It was cop-out.
7: It wasn't a cop-out?
5: Um, yeah. This <laughs> wasn't actually You're, a really meaningful yeah, one. Yeah, jeez. Awesome. Yeah, like,
4: no, yeah. Damn. Yeah,
7: unless this was
5: actually a really good one and we're like... <laughs> I went, went along, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Price is right, bitch. <laughs> well, thank you, Colton, for that. I yeah, appreciate good, that. That good was question. very, very cool. All right. So I think that's going to do it. Ralph, thank you so much for coming on. Again, dropped the knowledge on us after seven months. We're going to definitely not take seven months to have you back on. We're going to definitely have you on way quicker than that. If you would grace us with your presence, we'd love to have you.
6: Uh, We'll see if we can fit you into the royal schedule.
5: (laughs) Where where can people find you on YouTube and where can people find you on Twitter and obviously see you on March 10th?
6: uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cake Boss Ralph. Don't forget to check out the Cake House YouTube channel, where if you search for Sculpting with Ralph, there's a whole series of videos that I've done, fun chocolate and cake sculptures tying into different pop culture thingies. And don't forget to check out Buddy vs. Duff, March 10th on Food Network and the Food Network app. No matter where you live, this is going to be a global release.
5: Ooh, I love that. And we're going to have all this information on our show notes. So just click on the links and you can uh, pretty much watch and listen and uh, just stare at Ralph as much as you want. Love it. Yes. Mr. Struthers, where can people find you and your beautiful golden locks and your entertaining, whimsical,
2: optimistic tone? Apparently, on last week's episode of the show, whenever I wasn't actually here. But you know what? Chase me down on Twitter, man, at Eric Strathers, And you also have another podcast, correct? Nope. I quit that show.
5: Oh, did
7: you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. No, no. You, you... Oh, that's earth shattering news. Yeah, that would Eric have got to
6: follow up a uh, bombshell. I'm taking over his spot.
5: That's, yeah. that's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ralph is taking over.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Check out my other podcast, the Mostly All Star Wars and Here Lately Taylor Swift podcast, The Mm, Bad Motivators. Nice. We just gave away a five-day pass to Star Wars Celebration. Fantastic. Thank you for that,
0: Jonas. I'm really really thankful for that (laughs) pass. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. Boy, yeah. I got some bad news
5: for you. We'll need to talk <laughs> later. <laughs> that's great. So, check him out on Bad Motivators. Mr. Carlos Boraguer. Where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, at The Sith List, boo. Mr. Crunch Crunch Gonzalez. I'm on Twitter at less more 78 And you can find me at The Sith List on Twitter. And make sure you guys check us out on episode 135 next week of The Sith List.
8: Wait from your sleep. The dry you know your tears today we escape we escape pack and get dressed for your father hears us before. Oh, hell breaks loose.
4: As a song, a song to keep us
8: swan. day, such a chill, such a chill.